0: Yeah, man, it's the one only DJ Chase, the host of the pregame party mix podcast. You know what it is, man, right here on DJ Chase Radio, WDJCDB. DJ Chase Radio, New York City, man. YouTube, DJ Chase TV, and the podcast, Spotify podcast, the pregame party mix podcast. We got the super talented, the dope man, the Nigerian artist, Afrobeat artist, my guy T Mane. was popping, bro. I'm good, bro. It's good to see you, game. What's good? I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. I'm proud of you. I was like, hold on, I had to. I had to like, look, I'm like, he got the jewels on. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> now nah, I know you, I know you working though. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. For real, for real. Thank you, bro. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. So for the listeners, cause I know I definitely said it crazy. Pronounce your name correctly. So I make sure I, the listeners can say it right. Just T Manny. T Manny. T Manny. Right. Yes. T Manny. Yes. Cause I'm so used to speaking a certain way. So T Manny. Oh. There you right. go. There you go. Yeah, so um let's get into your background. I want to talk about your background. I want to talk about, you know, how you came to be today. You know, because a lot of times you see the artist, but you really don't know too much about their background. Um, you know, so you were born in Lagos, Nigeria, correct? Yeah, actually, I actually was born in Delta State, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. A different
1: state from Lagos, but I grew up partly in Delta and partly in Lagos, Nigeria. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, that's my origin and that's where I come from.
0: Got you, got you, man. Now you know Africa is a, a huge continent. You know it's big as I don't know what they don't even know how big it really is. uh You know it's very mixed. You know how is Lagos and where you're from? How is it different from other parts of Africa? I feel it's different in 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 a few ways. Although Africa is a whole weird,
1: you know the struggle is the same, it's similar, but it's different in the sense that. um I'll call Lagos the survival of the fetus. You know, Mm. it's a very, very much populated state. And generally, Nigeria is a very much populated country. It's the most populated country in the continent Mm. with almost 200 million people in Nigeria.
0: Wow. Not
1: not counting the ones in diaspora, the ones outside the country. So there is the survival of the fetus, the struggle to survive. Um, in Lagos you find people who have three jobs a day. Mm. You know, it's crazy. So it's like the struggle kind of molds you and builds you to become a resilient it both molds you to become a fighter, you mm. know, such that if you are molded in a kind of environment and you grew up in a kind of space, wherever you find yourself in the world, you're always gonna want to win. You know, you have that winner mentality, that tireless mentality.
0: And that's what has carried me this way and carried me this far in my music. So I'm grateful for that. Got you. Got you, man. You know, and I want to ask this question because a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about Africa, especially, you know, because I read a lot as well, too. And I know, like, you know, sometimes it's the colonialism, the imperialism of other countries coming into Africa as far right. as buying, you know, it's, it's happening here in America, too. But how do you feel about maybe like the Chinese control of the natural resources in Africa? How do you feel about that?
1: I feel a certain way because um it sounds like um modern day slavery, if I will put it that way. Mm. And um it's actually unfortunate because we have to blame it on our leaders at the end of the day, is our leaders that are actually putting us in debts, you know, mm. by securing these loans, these billion dollar loans from foreign countries, China in particular. Mm. And because we do not have um the means to pay back these loans Um, our leaders are signing contracts that are releasing our resources Mm. as an exchange for the loans. So um, if they loan money to African countries, the leaders sign agreements and a certain time frame for the payment of the loans with interest. And when that time frame is exceeded, Mm. China will have the right to actually own some of the resources in our land. And I actually made a song about that in my first EP called Trouble. Yeah, that's why I, ex- <laughs> I talked about that. You know, oh really? You heard that right There you see? go, there you go, yeah. <laughs> so that was like the pain, you know, because that's what is going on in so many parts. For example, in Ghana, there's bauxite, you know, there's so many resources and they gave up a huge acre of land of bauxite and the ground to China, you mm-hmm. know, in exchange for loans mm. to on the country. And these loans are so cumbersome, we know that they're not going to be able to pay back. That's the problem. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, 15 years from now, the mm. loans to like 2030. We know that by 2030, they're not going to be able to pay back. So they're putting the future leaders or the future presidents in jeopardy. Because mm. all we have is new presidents inheriting problems, inheriting debts, inheriting situations that the Canada can will fix. Mm-hmm. You have a new circle of four or five years to run the country run back in more debt and you dump the whole problem for the next president so it just becomes a vicious circle.
0: Yeah, man, crazy, crazy. You know, and that's why I wanted to ask you because I wanted to get a real perspective on it because I can't have these conversations with people, you right. know, so I try to really, you know, I want people to understand what's going on on, you know, not just the entertainment side but as well as the real the real stuff that's Uh-oh. going on, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um and, you know, and how did you end up in New York? How did like what made you just like, you know, how would you end up here?
1: Well, um New York is crazy, because I'm going to tell you this. New York wasn't the first place I was coming to when I was coming to the States. Mm-hmm. I was in Atlanta. Oh, okay. I, like, I was going to meet a friend in Atlanta, but, you know, he flaked, you know, unfortunately. So, God mm-hmm. was trying to my destiny. And then when I landed in New York, my friend in Atlanta, the number wouldn't go through. He wouldn't pick his call. So, I called my other friend in New York, and I stayed in New York. But the thing is, what made me come to the States was um, also to, like, um, find a new environment to pursue my music. hmm prior to coming to the states i was doing music in south africa you know that was where it actually kicked off i had my first song win a radio competition and so i was about to like blow up as they say you know yeah, yeah. Some interviews and radios and tv get a little exposure. For sure. exposure i lost my mom that same year in gotcha. yeah, so. i just lost
0: i just lost my mom in may so i know i uh, yeah it just happened so uh-huh it's rough yeah so uh, bro, i'm sure our moms are gonna be talking in heaven right now as we're talking together crazy definitely, right? definitely. yeah i know my mom is talking to everybody heads off so i know it's going right.
1: on yeah. <laughs> amazing mm. yeah, so that's what happened so i took a break when i lost i left south africa went back to nigeria to mourn for a while mm. and then so that was when i decided to pick up myself after a couple of years and move to the states so that's how i found myself in new york And New York has been nice to me. You know, New York has given me that same Lagos kind of energy where you cannot afford to be lazy. You have to have the hustle spirit as a New York. There you go,
0: there you go, yeah, there you you go. (laughs) You see see me, you know, I'll be on my ground, so, you know, I'll be on it. (laughs) But, you know, you said, you know, and you started making music in Africa, you know what I'm saying? Who who would you say is like influenced you? Like, what artists out there, kind of, in, even if American artists, who, who are what artists influenced you? Excuse me. Generally, like, my main influences by growing up for music mm-hmm. was um
1: Bob Malley, um, Fela Kuti, mm-hmm. the founder of Afro Beats, and I listened to a little bit of R&B while I was growing up, So I listened to people like Craig David. so he had a lot of influence in my music even today. That's funny, um, yeah. I listened to Boys mm-hmm. to Men, yeah. You know, it was crazy i listened to all for one i listened to a lot of music honestly. <laughs> so it was more of i i listened to more of singers than rappers you know yeah. so it was that was why my music started developing in the side of singing more mm-hmm. than rapping when i started doing music professionally but yeah. my two main influences were bob marley and Fela Kuti.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's dope. Those are, those are the, the big, those are the big door. Those are the icons, yeah. so they good work. They work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and do you feel like, you know, coming from a struggle of, you know, like I said, African culture is really the, the hustle. And, and that's what we get it from over here. You know what I'm saying? The influences, the drums, the, you know what I'm saying? The just, the pain and the suffering. Do you feel like music to you is your therapy?
1: Um, You could say that, but not me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's also a passion for me because mm-hmm. I'm passionate about it. So music is is um is an escape but not an escape from reality mm-hmm. you know it's an, it's an escape from pain so it's an expression of a feeling that's why I call it a passion for me mm-hmm. so the struggle actually inspire me because I don't want to fail I mm-hmm. cannot fail there's so much on my shoulder i have a lot to prove to myself first not to anybody mm-hmm. Because I also have the winner mentality being a tourist. I have this, you know, I always want to be the star of the show, be here, <laughs> the environment, be the life. Yeah. So that's already in my DNA. So the struggle just only inspires me to remember where I come from and to remember that no matter how far I go, I got to stay humble and I can't forget where I'm coming from.
0: For sure, for sure, bro. I love that answer, you know, because even me as a producer, like a lot of times people ask me, like, what makes you, I'm like, listen, you know like you said it's a passion it's something i would do for free you know and that's the thing with a lot of times with people i think they don't really understand that concept of that and i wanted to actually too uh the songs you have you know you put out so many singles up to the latest project so you know do you like because i know you know with afro beats and rhythms and reggae uh it's more like you have the one main producer and then you have the artist that works on that do you actually write with with the producer or you you, you produce your music and then write with that how do you how do you what's your creative process like um, sometimes I just write on my uh, my notes, mm-hmm. and sometimes I hear the beat
1: from my producer, and then it, in the, it inspires a melody. Mm-hmm. And then I use the melody to write something based on personal experience, or a mm-hmm. friend's experience, or someone's experience, or an imaginative experience. Gotcha. So I walk actually both ways. I could write without the beat. I could write with a beat. And mm. then sometimes I co-producer, my producer, I just add some more melodies.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. That's fire, bro. And um, you know, the classics, you got the the something light, that's my joint. The the classics, you know, I know that I see I seen that firsthand. You know, yeah. I, yeah, how did you link with Akon? Like, how did that how did that happen? You know what I'm saying? I want to get speed this up a little bit. How did you get how did you meet the great Akon?
1: It happened in New York, bro. In New York, the same New York, that's destiny, right? Because I was moving to Atlanta and they yeah. got, Hold on, stay in New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's
1: crazy because he's sure. from Atlanta. You never know. I, I may never have met him, even though I was in Atlanta.
0: Crazy, you know, right? I'm yeah.
1: But puts you in the right position. So it was somewhere around 2019, you know, my very close friend Dan, um, who was trying to like put me out there and push me. So he had um uh, there was a way, I don't know, he just called me up one day and he said, T, can you come to the city? Because prior, um, prior to that, I had released a couple of singles. Mm-hmm. And so he called me to come to the city. And I was like, okay, what is it again? You always call me to the city for stuff. So I just came to the <laughs> you know, like, city. Today better be a good day because he woke me out of my sleep. And I'm not even lying to you. That day, I was actually taking a nap. <laughs> 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 so when he calls me, I usually do come when I'm ready because... He kind of put me in some position, maybe a fashion show or something, or to meet one or two people. So, yeah, when I, came, I got to him in the city, he was packed somewhere on 21st Street. And I got into his car. I'm talking about my friend CB, so I'm like, Yo, CB, so what's up? What are we doing? So, yeah, why I got into his car, my music was playing in his car because he's always playing my music. Wow. But release and on release so I'm like okay cool so what's this we're like relax T, relax <laughs> from so we're like my brother relax Nigerians your blood is too hot I'm saying yeah you gotta tell me why I'm here you know what I'm saying otherwise I gotta leave <laughs> and then I look out the window and then I see this black man coming out with an all white dress a white hat a white t-shirt a white jeans and a white shoe from the building that was by the car yeah wait that looks familiar. I mean, everybody knows Acorn.
0: Yeah, he can't him. miss him. Yeah, he can't miss him. miss him? You, you got to be Boo, his younger
1: brother, because they look very much alike. Got so you. I'm like, Wait, isn't that Acorn? And then CB started laughing. I'm like, what? Laughing. So Acorn started walking towards the car. I'm mm-hmm. like, he's walking towards the car. Can I go say hi to him? So he was like, yeah, you can go. So I opened the door. As I opened the door, I stood out. The next thing I heard from Acorn's mouth was, yo, T, what's up? I was like, damn, he knows my name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he'd be he on it talking. he was on it yeah yeah
1: so he hugged me and he was like yo t what's up and then he entered the car mm-hmm. so which means you know cb had this all planned out but i didn't know about it that's what's so, up i was quiet for a minute because i didn't really know if this was really happening or i was daydreaming you know i'm like maybe t will wake up later and it's a dream so i'm like okay let me just chill let me breathe first and he just like I love your music. I've heard a lot of your songs. CB has been playing your songs. I love what I hear. You're next. This and that. And then CB just drove. We drove around the city for like two hours. Mm -hmm. Two hours with him the first day, and drove him to the airport. He was leaving for Atlanta, and that was the first time I ever met him. And the way he communicated with me, like I was starstruck, but he made me so relaxed to the point that I felt like I was talking to my big bro. That's
0: what's up. That's what's um, up. Yeah, um, that's dope. That's dope, man. That's how it was when I met Wycliffe. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, he just talking to me like he knew me for a hundred years, and I I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to like let him know like you're Wyclef like I'm really trying my best, you know what I'm saying like that's how it was. <laughs> I know the feeling, bro. Um, you know, okay, now the new EP, the uh, uh August fifth, yeah, August fifth drop yes, right. So new EP, Convict Culture presents T-, T Money T Manny, excuse me, I'm saying it wrong. T Money, is- there we go. I'm I'm reading it fast, my fault. So, you know, four songs of heat, you know what I'm saying? I, this is your first official project, correct? Yeah, it is. Copy. And what was the inspiration behind it? You know what I'm saying? Because the, song, the songs is fire. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I'm sitting there jamming to it today. I was like, he got some heat. Like, <laughs> he got some I mean, heat, he I'm, an I'm, an so, yeah, he, so, he got yeah, some heat, I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got some heat, yeah. Thank you. It
1: was crazy, because um, it actually happened this year. It was after my manager, Richard Dean, took me to the Grammys. Shout out to Richard Dean for all his looking out for me. She actually took me to the Grammys around um, April. Mm. And um, while we were there in California, you know, it made a lot of weight after that happened because that was my first ever um, Grammy attendance. That's what's up. So it blew up a lot in the net, both in Nigeria and here. So I came back to New York, you know, and my big bro called me, akon So he was like, yo, T, where you at? You stay in LA? I said, no, I'm already back. He was like, oh, mm-hmm. come back
0: to LA. Let's meet in LA and let's make an EP. And I was like, "Wow, okay, yeah." Like I said, I because you know what? I was gonna ask you the record because I'm listening to the first. 2 I'm like, "All right, those are definitely for the spots. Those are for the brunch spots. Those is for like, the, right, the you lounge." You know what I'm saying? The, the lounge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm sitting there digging. It, I'm like, "All right, I got the, the drop. I got the lounge. I got the drop box. The Dropbox. So I'm really listening to it. Like, all right, what can I play? You know what I'm saying? Um, the record killing me. That's my joint right there. So. Ooh. Killing me is killing me is a, killing me is a tough tune. Killing me so. is killing you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> did you did you write that record together or how did that record come about?
1: Um, yeah, I actually wrote um, killing me in my house alone, like wow. house That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So it was when he well, he flew me to LA for the EP on, um recording mm-hmm. when I went to Shadeen. So in the studio, that was the first beat I played because he told me he had some some beats for me and stuff because mm-hmm. he. Kind of sent my songs to a producer, Spells. Shout out to Spells. So, Spells listened to my songs and then Spells made beats that would sound like T, like, yeah, a tea type of sound, you know, Afro Switch. Mm. So, he said, What, what I, he asked me what I got. So, I just played a couple of songs and then I played Killing Me. And they were like, Yo, that's fire. I mm. like, it. let's start with that one. So, yeah. I had a whole song, Killing Me was a whole record, verse one, hook, verse two. Mm. And then he was like, Do you have the file? Mm. Yeah, I'll always come prepared, ninja boy. We are always ready.
0: Know. Had, but you got it, it though. But let me let me I tell you laptop, something. I that joint is tough. That record is hard, right. bro. Like, and because you know this, what is, what caught me, what is like how the intro was because you so, you so you're so seasoned, right? A lot of artists they don't they make the intros way too long, and like mm-hmm. you like the way your songwriting is, you break down the, the intros, you break it down and put something there first. Yeah. And then you go into it, so I will be listening. I was listening to it. I listened to it, so <laughs> I listened to it. You know what I'm saying? The song structure, and that's what struck me. And then it's just so smooth, like it's really, it's so well mixed, like it's real, it's smooth as hell. Like it sounds really good, you know. It is. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, sounds dope. That song came out, so mm-hmm. I brought out
1: my flash, my hard drive, opened the folder of the whole recording. Because whenever I record song, I make sure I have the whole system, everything, like mm-hmm. the whole export, the WAV files, and then I took out the second verse. And then he just jumped on the second verse and that record was it.
0: I ain't gonna lie, you got one with that, bro. Like that's, that record is fire for real. And I'm not even just saying that, like that record is hot. Um, you know, and then we got a few more questions. Um, I, w- I do want to ask this, cause you know, once again, you have the new EP out, you have all the singles, you do the reggae, the Afro switch. You know what I'm saying? That's your own your own lane, your sound, your sound. You know what I'm saying? The, the R&B, the hip hop, the so many different, uh, like a gumball of different sounds and, and ideas. You know, uh, who's your one dream collaboration that you... If you say, you know what, I have somebody I could want to work with. Who's your one dream collaboration? Wow, you slimmed it down to one. That's that's tough. This one. Anyway, anyway don't have to be specific. Right yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to work with Chris Brown, and I call that into existence. Yeah, yeah that's going to happen. We're going think... to have a dope song together.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to work. And I want to... You know what's crazy? And in, 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 how do you feel about the... Because I've been a reggae DJ for years, and I'm like, yo, the way they 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 gobbling up these big—you got Thames, you got Wizkid, Burner Boy—I'm like, wait a minute, wait, a minute, when did this happen? Like, how did all you know? what I'm saying, Where did this come? How do you feel about the mainstream artists like the Beyonces and the Drakes and the Chris Browns trying to steal the sound of the Afro beats? Even Madonna got a song with Fireboy. Like, I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah. this is crazy.
1: I won't call it stealing. Yeah.
0: Because me, I feel like
1: um them trying to hop on it. Makes me flattered. You know when people are trying mm. to um, get into my culture, even if mm. it's my clothes, my sound, mm. or my food, try to cook it and everything. I feel mm. flattered. I mm. don't feel offended. That's my own. I'm speaking from my personal, you know, point, mm. point So I feel good because all they're trying to do is give us more exposure. Got you. Been waiting, I we've always known that Afrobeat was going to take over at a particular time. Felicucci, like the founder of Afrobeat who has died a long time ago, said it in 1988 or so in an interview, that Afrobeat is going to be the song of the future. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to be like a trend. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to be like fashion that will come and go. That Afrobeat will come, and when it comes, everybody mm-hmm. will want to be a part of the legacy. So seeing being alive to see that it's happening now is great for me. So I'm really grateful that I'm in a time like this as a new artist as well. And the movement is actually going far. So I don't feel offended. And I don't Mm -hmm. call it stealing. I call it learning. They're learning the culture. That is why they're respecting it. Because if you notice, most of them, they actually do the collaborations with us. They're not just doing it themselves. So Mm -hmm. that means they respect it. Madonna Mm -hmm. is collaborating with Fireboy. Beyoncé did a whole Afrobeat album called something like The Lion King. Mm -hmm. And she had so many African artists. She had Shata Wale. She had Mr. E. She had Whiskey. Mm -hmm. Brown. Uh, so that's not cultural appropriation mm. that is actually learning and doing it the right way so I, I love it
0: gotcha I it. gotcha I respect that answer I appreciate because like I said I was in the whole listen I was I was, in the, I was in the trenches like I was you know what I'm saying so I'm like wait a minute when did this happen you know what I'm saying like I'm sitting there with like <laughs> you know so I was in the trenches but I, I appreciate that answer that's a really dope answer and um, who is your favorite Afro beats artist besides yourself who your, would you say just one you get one Born a boy, a boy, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Got you, got you. And he inspires um, me a lot, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not ashamed
1: to say it. I'm proud to say he inspires me a lot. His gotcha. story, from you know, from the ground up to this place, is an inspiration mm. because he's gotcha. a true definition of the struggle of Nigeria
0: mm. and it up there. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, for sure, for sure, man. And what is your ultimate goal with your music career? Like, you've been, you know, putting in work for a few years, since 2017. You've been, you know, performing all over the world, the Grammy Academy, the things, you know, the big, you know, t- or touring. What's one of uh, your ultimate goal for your music career? Um, I would say um,
1: to be able to give back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of my ultimate goals. When I get to that level mm-hmm. where I can actually sign all the artists or give people opportunities, then I feel like I have really achieved something. Mm -hmm. Because I want to be able to return this favor that is happening to me now in this part of my life that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. So when I get to that level where I can say, "Yo, you're so talented. I'm gonna put so and so million dollars behind you and put you to the world," then I'll feel fulfilled. So that's an ultimate goal for me.
0: Copy. And one of my last questions is: you know, this this industry is a dirty game. It's a slimy game. Uh, you know, especially coming from a foreign country, you know, especially Americans, they have no sense of culture, no sense of value, in a way. I'm, a, I'm, I'm here. I'll say it for you. Uh, you know, what is what is one thing that you feel like has been the most difficult thing in your career? Like one thing that you feel like, you know, what this has been like, really, uh, like driving me crazy. Like, what's one thing you feel? Um,
1: I would say it's being appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. being heard as a music champ, you know, because mm. I think every great talented artist goes through that too Mm -hmm. where you're struggling to be heard you're struggling to be seen and heard and then there's a lot of you know um, there's a lot of overnight kind of success that comes but though they don't last Mm -hmm. but they Take, you know take the sound take the trend or just become on the mainstream and then you out there grinding but nobody's hearing <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you know, somebody who can't even sing as much as you just being number one these yeah. are some you know machines and you're like wow really mm-hmm. god
0: really god yeah that's what that's that's why i said it's a slimy slimy business you know what i'm saying uh but i appreciate the answer yeah, yeah. And my last, my very, very last question. I try to last you know, before,
1: but it's
0: okay. Yeah, last but last, last but not least. You know what I'm saying? That was my last question. But no, I, I you know, because I want because a lot of people listen to my show to to feel. You know, I'm always giving game. I'm always giving. You know, uh, teach teaching artists. What is uh, what what what's one piece of advice you would give anybody to uh, getting into the entertainment industry?
1: I'll tell the person to um, enjoy the process and not try to jump the process. You know, like mm. I always say stairs over elevators. Mm. what I mean is climb the stairs to where you're going, take it gradually, learn every aspect so you can appreciate the growth. Because if you want an overnight success, just the way the elevator goes up, that's how the elevator is going to come down. So you gotta take the stairs, feel the pain, enjoy the journey. Don't worry about the big nose. Somehow, somewhere in the front, it's gonna be yes. So yeah. today, the, the,
0: the summary is just never give up. There you have it, man. On that note, we all out of here. My guy, T-Manny, we popping. we here right now. It's lit, man. That EP out now, man. Where can people find you, my brother?
1: You can find me on all platforms, um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, and all the digital platforms. And the name is the same on all platforms, across all platforms. It's T-Manny, T-E-E-M-A-N-A-Y.
0: There you have it, man. It's DJ Chase, the Pregame Party Mix podcast right here on WDJCDB, DJ Chase Radio, Black owned on 12 Mobile Apps, the Pregame Party Mix podcast on all podcast platforms, iHeart Radio. You know, there's DJChase.net, DJChaseRadio.com, YouTube, DJ Chase TV. Yeah. DJ Chase TV. It's official. It's official. Come on. Lock in with DJ Chase on the Pregame Party Mix.